if you start a business and fail, nobody's calling you with death threats, you know, telling you they're, they're going to hunt you down because, um, <clears throat> you know, because your widget didn't sell. Um, but when you fail as, as a quarterback in the NFL, uh, there are some very passionate people who feel very entitled to you and your, uh, and, and your well-being. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a great learning experience. It, it really was. Hey everyone, you're listening to the PDX Executive Podcast, a show about inspiring Oregon executives, where we talk with them about their career path, what drives them, and their thoughts on the future of business in Oregon. I'm your host, Dan Bruton, and on today's show is Joey Harrington, former NFL quarterback, founder of the Harrington Family Foundation, and his new restaurant, Pearl Tavern. So Joey, thanks for being on the podcast. My pleasure. So we were chatting before this, and really wanna, where I want to start is kind of 2009, kind of retired from football. So the very next day you wake up and I want to say, you're kind of, now what? <laughs> and I know we, you know, you run a foundation, you're an investor in a restaurant we we're chatting with, and we'll talk about, get into those things, but you know, just, you know, post football, when you, again, after, you know, you're retired, you had so much ahead of you. Like what were you kind of thinking? What were your plans? My first plan was to eat and drink and sleep my way through the next year. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, it was a very slow process. I, I mean, I I was I was lucky enough that I didn't have to jump into something. Mm-hmm. Um, I had saved well financially, and mm-hmm. I was you know lucky enough to essentially win the lottery when I was twenty three, right. and um, so I didn't have to jump right into anything. And it was really beneficial because um, I was able to kind of take a step back and look and listen and try and understand not only how things work, but what I truly wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, frankly, I still haven't quite figured it out. Right. Um, I know I retired to be more present in my kids' lives. Yeah. Um, and was your family in, like, still in Portland or were they living with you? In well, we had just had, actually, the, the year I retired, we had just had our first son. Okay. So, you know, I knew that we were moving in that direction. And mm-hmm. so that's priority number one. But I, you know, everybody says, well, gosh, why don't you just retire and play golf every day? Well, one, I can't. <laughs> but two, um, there's something about waking up in the morning and having a purpose and having something that fulfills your day and your drive for, um, you know, I think a lot of professional athletes have a natural competitive drive. Right. Um, and I don't know. There's there's a there's a feeling of self worth to have something to get up in the morning and, and do. And I <clears throat> I knew that at some point it would be uh, my foundation would would fill that role. But mm-hmm. when I first retired, I had no idea how. Just take some space. Yeah. And so when did you 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 know had your son? You moved back. You said, you know, you're born and raised in Portland. This is, you could have lived anywhere in the country. You chose to come back. Was that just conscious because that's where you wanted to raise your family or long term you wanted to do some stuff here? No, I mean, this is, this, it was everything. Um, You know, I tell people that I lived in Detroit, Miami, Atlanta, New Orleans, 
my first post NFL job was in Austin, Texas. I trained in Southern California. I've got family in Boston and I called games for Fox sports all through the Midwest. Right. And, um, the only, uh, and there's no place I'd rather live than Portland. Mm-hmm. And, and that's because of a, a lot of reasons, but, um, yeah, one, this is where I grew up and this mm-hmm. is where, where family is. So, yeah. Um, but we never really left, and that was the thing. During football, we were able to keep an apartment downtown and mm-hmm. uh, come home in the off seasons. And uh, our son was born here in Portland. Okay. Um, well, both both boys were born in Portland, but um, yeah. So I, I never I never truly left. My foundation yeah. was based out of Portland, and so yeah. it was all here. Yeah, I want to talk about Portland a little bit too, because you know a lot of things that I like to ask folks on this podcast is. You know, Portland's changed a lot business community wise. We've always had just like a handful of big companies here. And now we're getting a lot of, you know, press and new tech companies and new bigger companies opening up outposts here like Under Armour. Um, what do you think? What's the pros and cons of that for you? I mean, you think that's changing? Oh, it's changed. It's changed yeah. the city tremendously. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to talk about the first, the first issue, it's traffic. You know, I tell, I tell people that when I was growing up, I'd, my mom was an architect and I remember her having jobs in Troutdale and, and Hillsborough. And at any time of the day, we could get on 84 and make it to Hillsborough or Troutdale in, yeah. in 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, that's not the case anymore. Right. Uh, it, it, it's, um, it's a give and take with everything. Mm-hmm. With increased business comes growth mm-hmm. with growth comes revitalization of neighborhoods mm-hmm. um, the things that a lot of people consider to be fun and good and positive but there is there's a um, an unintended effect of, of displacing the the people who have who have truly grown up here yeah um, you know there's it's great to see on one hand North Portland get you know, a facelift and, and, you know, beautiful new restaurants and shops and, um, and bars. And, but on the other hand, those families that have and I mean, really been entrenched in those neighborhoods right. for generations are no longer there. Yeah. That's not, that's not right. Yeah. So there's, um, it, it, it's interesting because I was at a coffee shop. A few months ago, and this conversation came up, and I said, "Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm born and raised here." And the lady looked at me, and she said, "You're a you're a unicorn." It's like a unicorn. What does that mean? She, yeah, yeah, she's like, yeah. "Well, you don't exist. Nobody is truly from Portland anymore." So, I, I think that um, a lot of the a lot of the people and a lot of the businesses that are coming in are well intentioned. Mm-hmm. But there needs to continually be a respect and at least continue to listen to the people who have who have truly grown up here yeah. um, and made Portland the, the type of place that you want to move to now. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And it's, it's, I grew up in the southern part of the state, small town, Grants Pass. And as you know, there's like Portland and everybody else. So a lot of kids like me, like this is a natural place we want to move in. If I graduated from college and looked at now, I don't know if I could because it's just it's more expensive. So we'll we'll see. You know, it's all positive. But um, getting back to you know, you retired, you had your family. So what was the first kind of thought of you know I want to 
start a foundation or want? Well, I, I, I started my foundation in 2002. Okay. And so um, I always knew that it was something that I would want to do long term. I, I knew that I would in some way want to be giving back to the city of Portland, the state of Oregon. I had no idea how mm-hmm. that was going to take shape. And so I, I, <clears throat> I literally just kind of woke up one morning. I was like, all right, let's just start calling out the people who I've worked yeah. with in the past with the foundation. And we'd done a few small fundraisers and um, we just kind of started having conversations. And it, I, I very distinctly remember having a conversation with somebody who um, because w- when I was playing, our mission statement was very, very broad. We were set up for the safety, welfare, education, health of children everywhere in the solar system. I mean, it, it was it, it allowed us to meet our our um, our IRS requirements of giving away. You know, you have to give away five percent of your three year average uh, principal, and um, and it allowed us to do that by giving soccer balls to kids in Uganda mm-hmm. and building science labs at, you know, at schools in Southeast Portland. I mean, yeah. it, we, we did everything. So I was sitting across the desk from um, the president of a, a local bank and he looked at me and he said, Joey, I love you. I love what you do. I love your passion for the community. But if you're telling me that the money I give you, you're just going to turn around and give to boys and girls club and children's cancer. And, um, you know, and, and smart, why wouldn't I just give to those organizations directly? Right. And I said, you're right. You got a good point. I'll call you in six months. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was kind of the wake up. That was the, all right, I, how am I going to make this work? Yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of, we had a bit of a, a rebranding and it was, if you're going to think of the Harrington Family Foundation, I would hope that naturally you think of me. And so if you think of me, what what do you think of? You think of being an Oregonian, you think of playing football, you think of being a quarterback. Mm-hmm. A quarterback is in a position of leadership. Um, I, I'm, I'm local. I played local. Um, and so what I came up with was the idea of um, scholarships for local students to local schools. So the idea is we give, um, I call them community quarterback scholarships. So they're, they're in no way athletics based. It is a, uh, it is a four year scholarship open to any high school, graduating high school senior from the state mm-hmm. to any secondary education in state. Now okay. that could be university, it could be community college, trade school, art, culinary, graphic design. I, I don't care. I don't care what it is because the reason we're giving you a scholarship is partly financial, financial need, but it's also part, um, it's not grades and test scores. It's community leadership. It's vision. It's, um, a willingness to put your neck out there at a young age and invest in your community. We're looking for, we're looking for young leaders and we take those, those young leaders, we give them a four year scholarship in state. And during their time in school, we connect them with a board of mentors that are, uh, that are some of the existing leaders in the state. Okay. It's it's people like Tinker, Tinker Hatfield, uh, lead designer out at Nike. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's uh, Judge Adrian Nelson, um, Multnomah uh, County Circuit, uh, Circuit uh, 
judge. It is Randy Stegmeyer, the lead architect for the Hatfield Dallin Complex, the yeah. new football facility down in Oregon. It's it's Dr. Joanne Warner, the former dean of the University of Portland Nursing School. So it's people in different areas of the Portland and really the state of Oregon business communities. Mm-hmm. And we give these students who we deem to be, when we identify as young leaders, we give them a four-year really incentive to stay in state. And then we connect them with the people who are in their desired field yeah. and uh, with the hopes that we are cultivating the next generation of leaders in our state. So um, with that mission, with, with that rebranding, we've really been able to, um, it's been fun to, I guess, grow the program, mm-hmm. grow the, the scholarship program. You know, as of last year, we, um, with the help of some incredible local sponsors, we we hit our we're fully fully funded scholarship program at our existing level. So um, right now we give sixteen scholarships. We okay. give four scholarships per per year. It's a it's a ten thousand dollars scholarship. It's over four years, and um, right now we are going to exist forever at that level. That's awesome. And you have great partnerships. We were talking about Safeway. And so, you know, I want to talk about your, your TED Talk. You know, we were chatting two years ago is when you gave it. And it was a real vulnerable talk. And I think it was Perceptions of Perfection, right, was the title. And I think this relates to business a lot because, you know, now if you, if you read kind of business websites and stuff, it's all about fail faster, fail harder. But, you know, I know that was different for you. you I think you have a couple of quotes in that, that talk said, you weren't set up to learn how to fail, right? Well, it, it, it's yeah. it's not something that you know. If you're running, if you're starting a business, you take your seed money and you jump in and 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 fail. Mm-hmm. Nobody is preventing you from starting another business, right? right? You know, granted, there are a lot of obstacles. Yeah. Probably, most most notably, funding. Um, but if you fail in the NFL, there's no other football league that you can that you can try at again. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and and I don't think people realize the the amount of preparation, the amount of pressure. You know, what you truly have to do to get to to the NFL, yeah. um, you know, of all the millions of people playing football around this country, for, for a while, I was one of the 32 best people in the world right. at what I did. And it doesn't just happen because doesn't just kind of fall into place. There's a huge amount of effort and um, personal investment, and there's a there's there's a mindset that exists um, that essentially prevents you from accepting failure. Uh, so when I did fall, and and I fell pretty hard and, and pretty dramatically. Um, it it was a it was completely foreign to me. Yeah. Uh, not only was it foreign, but it was public, and it was you know if you 
if you start a business and fail, nobody's calling you with death threats, you know, telling they're, they're going to hunt you down because, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, because your widget didn't sell. Right. Um, but when you fail as, as a quarterback in the NFL, uh, there are some very passionate people who view, feel very entitled to you and your, uh, and, and your well-being. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a great learning experience. It, it really was. Um, I was lucky enough to, to have a foundation, to, not a literal, not a, my family foundation, yeah. but to have a, a foundation of, of friends and family and people who I could trust and fall back on, uh, to catch me because a lot of guys and, and you see them very publicly, they, they don't. Right. Yeah. And, Going from the top of the mountain to the bottom of the heap um, is not something that you're trained to to handle. Yeah, and so your talk, you know, when they, I don't know if Ted approached you or you kind of came up with this idea, like, how did that come about? Were you... They approached... About, no, yeah. no, I mean, I, I'm an open book. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no problem answering any question you know while i was playing it was yeah it was completely taboo and right. you know to talk about anything that had to do with fail failure and um but yeah i mean i'm i'm a complete open book so when they approached me about um about doing something like that i was i was on board i, I had no problems with it mm-hmm. well i think it was really well received and uh i'm glad i got to share it so well, now you're an investor in a restaurant, and I want to talk about that. We're just we're in the Pearl here, so just a few blocks from here. But you know, how did that come about? Is this something you always kind of wanted to do? No, or people pitch you ideas. No, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Um, I used to, like I said, when I was playing, I had an apartment down here, and um, one of my neighbors had always kind of jokingly, or I thought jokingly said, Joey, I want to start a restaurant with you. Okay. All right. Sure. You know, sounds good. And, and, and you know, Joey, I'm going to start a restaurant. Okay. You got it. And then all of a sudden there was, all right, Joey, here's uh here's Kurt Huffman. Uh, let's sit down and have lunch. And got real. Oh, okay. Sure. I guess you were serious. Um, we talked about doing, we, we talked about a concept. Uh, we looked for a couple spots over on the East side um, mostly looked at a couple in Northwest and it just didn't really pan out. Mm-hmm. It kind of got tabled for a little while um, until Ryan McGarrian, who was uh, oven and shaker and uh, aviation gin right. um, and is also a partner with Kurt Huffman on oven and shaker and, um, now with Pearl Tavern with us, he said, hey, our neighbor's down the on the corner. I know of a space that's, that's becoming available. And here's an idea that I have. And he pitched it to Kurt. Kurt right. said, you know, it's funny. I had this I, I had this discussion with Joey about a year and a half ago. Would you mind if we all sat down and talked? Mm-hmm. And it just kind of happened. Um, we were all kind of in a similar space on what we thought we wanted. Um what we thought would work and it, but it's been a really interesting learning experience because what we thought would work is obviously 
different than what other people sure. see. And so we had originally opened up um, with the intent of being kind of a step below ringside. Right. Place to get a good steak um, where you're not going to, you know, pay a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it'll be, it'll be really nice. And it's a place where you could also watch a game mm-hmm. where you're not going to be bombarded with sports, but it will be subtly sports themed in a very tasteful way. Right. The fact that I was involved um, immediately makes people think of sports. And they, I can't tell you how many people I said, you know, who came up to me and said, hey, how's your new sports bar going? And I, I would say, no, it's not a sports bar, but it's going great. Thank, you know, it's a restaurant. Um, and, and in our first three months. Uh, You've been open about a year or less? We're coming up on December is, uh, December 1st would be a year. But yeah, in our first three months, I mean, we were hour and a half hour, hour and a half waits for tables three, four nights a week Mm -hmm. because we were able to capture that entire middle market. We weren't a, we weren't a overtly sports sports bar Mm -hmm. and we weren't a true fine dining establishment, Mm -hmm. but we were everything in the middle, which was fantastic. Unfortunately, in order to make everybody in the middle happy, it came with costs that you know we were you know we we kind of struggled to figure out and as we kind of worked to figure those things out um the seasons changed the tastes of people in the neighborhood change and all of a sudden you're sitting there in a position where um you got to say all right well what are we what are we trying to do you know people keep coming in here saying this is a great sports bar and we keep saying, no, we don't want it to be a sports bar. At a certain point, you just got to say, all right, you want a sports bar? Then we will give you the best, most upscale sports bar you can possibly find. And I will, and, and I'll make it my mission to blow you out of the water with the sports memorabilia that, that I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to cultivate. So that, that's, we had to have that moment where we say, okay, are we going to, are we going to, Go down with a sinking ship because, you know, (laughs) no, this is what we're going to do come hell or high water. Or were we going to, and it's not even, and that's the thing, it's not even a, we're not changing who we are. We're just tilting our focus. We went from a restaurant that served great, that that would serve great food at a good price Mm -hmm with a subtle sports theme to a sports, an upscale sports bar where you can also get great food at a great price. Yeah. So that's the, you know, you're not remodeling it. No, no, it's, it's just, it's just, it was just embracing, you know, whereas the decor of the restaurant, you know, where it was more Portland based, subtly sports is, is now going to be overtly sports. Yeah. You know, I've gone out and the, our, the guys at the Oregon Sports Hall of Fame have been absolutely fantastic, and we've set up a um, a quarterly dinner series in our private dining room. Mm. Sell tickets with them. Um, you know, we've got some great relationships with Intercom Radio and Isaac and Souk, and and it's just been a more of a shift of maybe our marketing focus, yeah. how we embrace, um, yeah, embracing what people wanted us to be, mm-hmm. and so. You know, I'm in the process of, process of putting together a um, 
kind of the display for our front window right as you walk by with the Oregon Sports Hall of Fame. So you walk by and it's like, holy cow, that's that was Steve Prefontaine. Yeah. Or holy cow, that was Terry Baker or Clyde Drexler or, oh. you know, things to... I, I think we just needed to pick an identity. Right. And, and, and that's, that was an interesting, because for the first three months, it worked, it worked great to kind of be everything for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, ironically, I've kind of found in my own life that that doesn't always work. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, yeah, we've, yeah. we've picked something and we're going to be the most upscale. We're going to be the best sports bar in, uh, in Portland. So is this the, the first of many locations or, uh, Kind of way to see how it goes, or let's not put the cart before yeah, the yeah, horse. Yeah. <laughs> Just a yeah. year in. So, well, you do KGW too, and we were chatting before this. I kind of you said, you know, I work two days here, two days here at the restaurant, two or three days. So you kind of do a lot of different things, or other other things on the horizon that you want to. You're interested getting into, or you're good. Or, I'm good. Yeah. Um, you know, you got my family. well. That's the thing is yeah. is I know that my commitment time is going to increase because with all these things, the number one thing I want to do is coach my kids. Yeah. You know, I want to be, I'm going to start coaching basketball for my oldest son, Jack here this, this winter, he's going to be a third grader wow. and starting with CYO basketball and um, hopefully going to be doing a little baseball and Emily coaches him in soccer and our youngest is five and is going to be starting to do these things in the next few years. So I know that my plate is going to fill up. Yeah. Um, it's great to have, it, it's, so I love, I love working for KGW mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons. One, um, they're great people. I mean, it, it, it's, it's really, it's an enjoyable place to work. Mm -hmm. uh, two, they are a, they're a fixture of, of the community for, for a lot of different reasons. And, um, the, the program director, um, Rick has given me so much latitude and, and, and I can choose the story that I, that I cover, you know, and, and, and I can choose the story that I tell. And, and the way I said, you know, he had originally come to me asking if I wanted to be part of the news. And I said, no, not a chance. <laughs> and, um, and I said, I might think about it if I could do, if I could tell stories about Portland yeah. or tell stories about people around the state. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that's, that's missing, especially, I mean, that's, that's missing in, in news in general, but especially in Portland, like you said, we started talking about that a lot of people who live here now don't, I don't want to say don't know Portland. But Portland is not Portlandia. Yeah. Portland is not, um, you know, it is, it's a very, it's, it's a wonderful place, but it has more to, the real Portland is getting pushed farther and farther away from downtown. And that's, that's a lot of the stories that I want mm -hmm. to tell the, you know, the barbershops that are going out of business that have been there for, for 50 years, mm -hmm. the, um, you know, the, uh, so I guess back to the original point of, of KGW, um, I said, I would love to tell stories about the community. And so that's, that's how I've come on board there. And, and it's a great, I want to say it kind of completes the circle. 
Because by staying on KGW, I stay visible. Mm -hmm. And by staying visible, I can continue to raise funds for the foundation. Mm -hmm. And by continuing to raise funds for the foundation, I can, I can help to create and shape the next generation, generation of leaders here, which is a state in which I plan to live for the rest of my life. And so it's, um, it's a great way to stay involved. Yeah, well, I think it's great. And also, I mean, are you still involved with UBO? Do they give you a call occasionally and ask you to do events and things? Or Every once in a while. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's. I will always be part of, of that family, but mm. um, it's just... And I don't say this in a in a self deprecating kind of way. It's it's just the reality that after a while your star your star fades, mm-hmm. right? You know there will come a point where Marcus Mariota is no longer you know king of Eugene, and when the next in and in the same way that that I had you know my my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, the next young student athlete is going to come along, and um, and while all of us, I mean, let's you know, let's go down the go down the list of of people from you know Marcus to Michael James to myself or Bill Musgrave or mm-hmm. you know you go down the list, Dave Wilcox, Justin Wilcox. I mean, so many great players to come through there. Um, everybody has their time, yeah. and. Um, I will always be part of that family, but they rely on um, they rely on me less and less because the <laughs> next you know the next superstar sure. comes along and and that's the that's what everybody that's who everybody wants to see and talk to. Right. You got so much going on, you probably don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd be way too busy <laughs> yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, uh, Joey, thanks so much for you know being on the show and you know keep us posted on the things you continue to do and be great to connect again and just get an update on your foundation and restaurants and stuff. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.